welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Welcome to another episode of the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, and I'm Brett Hadley, and today we have Ed Whitaker and Matthew Morgan. Yep, and we are noticeably absent of Johnny, so yeah, we can forgive him because he has a little one on the way. He's actually doing um, cardio this morning, isn't he? He's walking yeah, up a mountain. Yeah, sorry, you're right. He's climbing <laughs> up a mountain, yeah. Maybe he's doing the worst thing you could do when you're, could, I mean, not that any time, he's actually not that, quite that far down the line, but it could happen. It's not unheard of. He's climbing up a mountain. Yeah, I wonder what the phone signal's like up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm going into labour. Yeah, it's only a 90-minute trek back down. <laughs> and then obviously we're, we're missing Tuna Boy. Tuna Boy doesn't know about that grind life and can't get up before 9pm, uh, 9pm, 9am on a weekday. So he's just not willing it's to put in the weekend. hours or the effort. It's a weekend. A weekend, yeah. It is a weekend. <laughs> so that's why I am because I've been maybe you, on a maybe weekend. Maybe stayed in bed, mate. <laughs> Grinding too hard. <laughs> it's half past Sunday. Half past Sunday? Half past Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, just hit re-record. I'm just... Oh, no. <laughs> so for those listening, we've, we, we decided we'd get up early on Sunday and do this because, you know, we're all... It's hard to get availability and clearly this has failed massively. But, yeah. So we're all struggling with... We, we can't deal with that grown life. <laughs> yeah. Basically, we haven't had our coffee yet. Oh, well... Anyway, yeah, so uh, he's probably slept in anyway, hasn't he? He's just no alarm or something. He's probably slept either, but never mind. Had a tuna over, overdose last night. He's <laughs> suffering with the uh, tuna sweats this morning. <laughs> cool. Right. Uh, how you boys both been? Good. Yeah, been good. Good. Noticeably absent from the uh, last time podcast. Been a bit mental. Yeah. yeah. Well, last time we asked everyone how their uh, current bulk was going, which obviously... You're also participating in, so yeah, just yeah. On that, that bulk life, um, which is obviously the topic of today's uh, podcast, if it's well. But yeah, I mean, I maintained for a while, um, three or four weeks, and I actually said I wasn't going to bulk again because if we'll get onto this, I didn't want to get too big again. But realistically, leaning down again, I've realized I don't have enough muscle mass to be where I want to be. So yeah, going for an extended bulk with the aim of getting lean again next year in April, May time with a photo shoot for my 30th. So, yeah, it's been good. It's nice having a load of food um, and being a bit more flexible in terms of, you know, not having to plan every meal out to make sure you're fitting into your calories. Um, it's nice to come home and decide what you want based on the fact you've got quite a lot of calories left. Training, really, really good. Um, and my knee has gone through the roof because actually my calories gone up and I haven't gained this week so anything um in fact i've slightly lost so i'm one of those weird people that responds quite well to calories and starts to move a lot more um That's the it, must be, it must be subconscious because i've purposely lowered my step count um down to ten thousand from when it was averaging kind of 14 15 um just so you know when i do come to cut i've got a bit of stuff i can add back in um it's quite easy for me to do that but yeah, drop my steps down to 10, so it must be subconscious, you know, tapping your feet, moving your hands, that kind of fidget yeah. life. Um, so yeah, it's good. I mean, it's, it's always nice to be able to increase your calories to above what you think you can and maintain, although the aim is to now gain, so we'll see how that goes next few weeks. Or gain-tain. 
gain tone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, trying to trying to actively gain, but yeah. So you've uh, you've booked in with Joe, right? Yeah. So I wanted someone someone local. Um, you know, I've it, it kind of goes back to why you want to coach, and I'm all right with cutting. I'm fine with cutting. Um, quite happy to hit my calories, have an occasional blow up as everyone does, but I'm not. I don't need to be so accountable someone when I'm cutting, but when it's bulking, I've got the opposite problem where because I'm bulking, it's very tempting not to track. It's very tempting just to, you know, eat everything because, yeah, bulk life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I need that accountability, and it's nice to have someone you can go and chat with that you don't massively know that well. So they're more, you're more accountable to them than you are either like Shredded Ed, Johnny. Like Johnny obviously would, you know, it's offered to do it and stuff, but do that for a while um but i just found that i wasn't that accountable to him because he's a business partner so i think i think we've all suffered with that i'm sure like whenever and i'm sure you'll all agree whenever you try and help friends <clears throat> quite often it doesn't end in the most positive manner because for those reasons i think when you're a bit too friendly with people sometimes it can really work against you they just don't feel as accountable or committed I yeah it's it it's a bit harder i think it's a bit harder to not have a go it's just not how you should really coach, but you know, have some home truths. It's not quite as taken as seriously if it's from a from a good friend. So make them pay. Yeah, he's a local lo- local boy. Um, so there's like a few MNU boys down the highway. So if you're going to choose a coach, an MNU one's probably a good one. Yeah, yeah. Though to be fair, I mean, I I know oh, I've known Joe and Simon for a little while just through social media, really. Um, both good lads. Certainly, both know what they're doing, don't they? So. And yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously Joe's now signed up for MNU, isn't he? So, of course, as all the best coaches do. Absolutely. Ed, mm-hmm. Ed, let's let's move on to uh, how's your week been? Uh, long, really long. I'm just coming to the end this week of my uh, four week mini cut, so it's taking yeah, toll yeah, on that this week. Uh, on that, mate. Sorry, just for you. Was it was it four week or three week? Four weeks, so come didn't, be... didn't you didn't you didn't you miss a week? Um, I tried to miss a week. Um, <laughs> basically, I can't count to four. And <laughs> um, yeah, so I... didn't you didn't you do this when you were getting ready for stage? I swear you you forgot that you, you had an extra week and you you were ready, and then you were like, no, actually, it's another week. Is that you? No, don't think so. Uh, okay, no. there was someone who did that. I got ready for September Thanks. and didn't compete till November, so I was like two months off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was yeah that was just me being silly um no I uh I got to Wednesday and like my, my coach was I think he just got back from holiday and I was like yeah get to bulk again this week and then I realized when I did fill out my log that well, that morning um I was in like week three and not week four so um messed up a bit there so but yeah it's taking its toll a little bit this week um I think it's just sort of well if you're in a very steep deficit for any particular amount of time, <clears throat> it does take its toll on you. Uh, so, uh, like yesterday, we had a barbecue, and it was a bit bit hard to sort of not have that second hot dog. Um, yeah, so I went over a little bit yesterday, but I'll make up for it. Um, yeah, but apart from that, no, things are good. Training's still pretty good. I had a good leg session yesterday, and, um, yeah, still pushing some good numbers, and pretty sure I PR'd on... Uh, Stiff like deadlifts, so yeah, things are going well still. So just just mentally, cool. though, I think it's taken its toll. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Back on back on the bulk life next week. Yeah, from Wednesday. Lovely. Are you um are you going straight into a bulk or are you any sort of um settling week at all or um normally normally we kind of hit a week at about maintenance and then push on from there just to find where maintenance is because uh, obviously yeah. like um i've dropped like five six kilos probably by by wednesday six kilos so you know where where is maintenance when you've lost that much weight so um yeah so, that's probably yeah. another topic for another time isn't it but yeah, in terms yeah. of when when you're coming off with diet that's one thing and actually maybe maybe i'm jumping into content too early thinking about it but just thinking about where your maintenance is compared to where it was it's, it's not going to be the same is it no 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 definitely not no so uh yes yeah, so it, it's always good i think you did the same didn't you right after your your mini cut you had a week or two just finding where maintenance was and then because if you try and jump straight back into a book if i went back up to 3400 calories then i'd get so fat because <laughs> i probably need about 3000 to bulk um i mean this is just all guessing but so yeah so kind of look at what you've lost for the week and um yeah try and find like an estimated maintenance if you put on weight if you don't lose weight or if you do lose a little bit of weight then you know to adjust things for the next week so yeah cool so yes that obviously probably leads in quite nicely actually then so yeah, I think as uh, Super Troll alluded to, we want to talk about something. Um, one of, um, well, I think he's one of my Instagram followers, but obviously he's now going to definitely be a keen follower of the podcast, I'm sure. So uh, Tom Carr um, wanted to just really touch on the fear of gaining fat while in a bulk after you've been dieting for so long. And I'll be honest, it was a topic that I thought I really wanted to kind of get into because one, it's quite close to obviously a lot of our situations right now so we can probably all resonate quite well to it and I think like it's something that I've certainly from being previously overweight definitely have a lot of emotional feelings about so we can probably talk into uh, a lot of detail so yeah definitely I think it's um it's a very good topic like you know given my situation where I when I started dieting this year I thought that was it I was going to move to maintaining I'm not you know I'm not trying to get massively big I just want to be content and happy but actually I, I still feel like when I diet down I still need to add a fair bit of muscle mass so yeah I've gone into a bulk like we talked about earlier but there is always that fear of you know you start to get a bit uncomfortable if you gain body fat and men particularly it seems I don't know about you two but I always gain it around like my midriff so or lower abs if there are abs there um so, you know, you start to kind of subconsciously, you start to, you know, cover up and stuff like that or sit like this. Um, you're, not, you're not fat, but here you start to become a little uncomfortable, I think. Um, and you've got to get over that fear in terms of if you want to gain muscle, there will be fat associated with that, I guess, is, is my take. And this, this time I'm trying to bulk for longer because previously what I've done, and to, I guess Ed's point, we can talk about mini cuts in a second or in a bit, but, you know, I've always worried that, I'm getting too big. So you start bulking, it starts to get a little bit uncomfortable, which is like when you start to lose definition, I guess. Um, <clears throat> and then you want to, you tend to want to cut again because you're concerned you put on too much body fat. Um, I don't know if you boys have ever felt like that, but that's what I've been to before. Yeah, I think it kind of, that ties back around to what you were saying earlier about coaches. Um, so I kind of felt like this. Uh, so where are we now with, 
2nd of July, 3rd of July today. Um, and at the start of May, I was starting to think, oh, I'm getting a little bit soft now. I'm getting a little bit, for my kind of comfort levels, I was probably the softest I've been in quite a few years because uh, I was always ab chasing for years and then I was dieting. So I, I was sort of the softest I'd pretty much been in about five years. So it kind of got to me mentally, like you said, um, because normally I've had at least like two abs showing. Um and uh, not the full, not the full wank. I never the get top that. Two. But literally the top two, yeah. Um, so, uh, so mentally, it was really, really playing with my mind. But my coach was like, "No, come on, we need to just keep pushing, keep pushing." So I was like, "Okay, okay." Um, and then we sort of got around about four weeks later to right, okay, let's take a little mini cut, which made me really happy. And now I'm kind of really happy in myself. I even took my top off the other day and uh, and everything. Um, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, because <laughs> I'm just happy with myself again, and, and I know it sounds a bit ridiculous to somebody maybe who is um, further down the line with their or further back with their journey, and maybe they've come from being quite sort of uh, large to, and now they're, um, you know, maybe not as thin as I am or any of us are, but. It sounds crazy if you're a bit bigger and somebody's there saying, "Oh, what you haven't got abs, and you, but you're still like really thin, and it, it, that's messing with your head." It's just it's just funny where people are in their journey and um, and kind of you know in perspective to them. So like me, kind of not having the the top two abs is like messes with my mind, but to somebody else, yeah. maybe something completely different. Um, it's all it's all relative, isn't it? It's yeah. it's one of those things where like I think when you're dieting for so long it's so difficult to kind of accept that like because when you diet right you're normally your 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 long-term plan is not to just be a smaller version of yourself like matt you just said yourself you get to the end of a diet and you suddenly realize actually i don't have enough muscle mass i thought i do need to bolt because obviously you maybe hadn't considered that before but because obviously I, th I think most people just don't want to look like a shrunken or smaller version of themselves so i think you, you just don't have the same like um what's the, what i'm looking for to say you don't have the same like expectation of really um a lot of other people i guess because it does just come down to the perspective of like if you are overweight and you lose that weight then kind of the thought of having to then do something different and put more weight back on just goes almost counterintuitively intuitively against what you've been doing i think that's why it's probably so difficult to accept yeah um and I think that all then comes into like the levels of, of expectation in terms of, well, if you've lost a lot of weight um, and therefore you've obviously had like a huge amount of success and progress, but like they may look at you, Ed, like you're saying, and think, well, actually, like, I'd love to look like you. And obviously that can be quite difficult to understand when you're having the same thing because your perspective is you are not in a position where you want to be. You had success, but then obviously you're now bulking again and put on a bit more weight, I suppose, and you kind of think, oh, I feel uncomfortable now because I put a bit more weight on again. But it's all just because it's your perspective, not not theirs, isn't it? Of course, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that's why it's good to sort of um, – I mean, it's a shame Paul's not here because I think he'd have been on to talk quite good, sort of not being as sort of um, – not I've got he's not got to where he wants to be kind of overall like thinness but he knows what he's got to do to to gain the muscle he wants to gain as well um and I think it that would have been he did sort of spoke about as well but obviously can't get his ass out of bed so yeah I, I don't know if that's maybe a good good bit to move on to in terms of like 
how lean? Because you often, I often get this. I get people asking me, "Do you think I'm lean enough to bulk?" Is yeah, that, I think just before you start on that point, there's just one point I want to. You talked about Brett, which was, you know, when you you become a smaller version of yourself. Yeah, it's a bit of a side tangent, but I think it's quite useful for some people because I've seen a massive trend on Instagram recently. Um, it annoys me a little bit, um, not massively, because you know I try and chill out these days. But hmm. and it's women that so who put a picture up of themselves, you know, slightly overweight, um, like carrying some fat mass, and then they put another photo next to it where they're, you know, lean, a lot leaner, a lot more muscle, muscly, um, muscly, muscular, toned. Um, and then they put the weight underneath as the same. They say, stop, stop worrying about weight. Um, as if they've, you know, stopped worrying about weight and all of a sudden they've changed into that, when really they don't explain they've gone through a cycle of losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight and gaining weight to get there. Yeah. Um, so they have time. Kept, they, frame, they, they, it? Yeah, it's very, it's very like, don't worry about weight. I've only worried about it for the past four or five years to get here. Um, but you shouldn't worry about it because now I look like this and I'm the same weight. So slight tangent, but I think it might be useful to some people to realise that those people have gone through exactly what we talk about here. It's not just blokes looking to get, you know, cover model lean. It's it's women do it as well to get to that toned look. You know, you need some muscle mass to look that way at the same weight that, that's a bit like don't don't worry about this weight you know it's only just a number well you obviously worried because you went through that process of losing that weight to put on mass and now you're worrying about or, or, or showing the difference it's like yeah i get i get the point you're trying to make in terms of it's just a number that you know what it's a relative to your gravitational pull to the earth for christ's sake you know it's all it is but i think the message is saying don't worry about it is probably a bit lost on a lot of people because obviously inevitably people will worry about it um yeah yeah, as I say, it's a little bit the same as when people are like, um, oh yeah, so now I've been training for 10 years and I've been going through whatever cycles I've been going through, uh, keto is how I got this body or like uh, doing this form of training is how I got this body. It's like, no, 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 it was the 10 years of graft you put in before that, not yeah. this thing you've been doing for the last couple of months. Um, that's, that's like what the fuck it is he's on everywhere at the moment I don't know if anyone's yeah. on anyone's feet it's it's like, fat, this dude fat, yeah. yeah this dude is getting my f- honestly I, every time I see it I just comment on it saying liar get out or just get <laughs> off my feet or something I'll be honest he, he, he copy and paste the same references when people cast the references and like I, I can't remember it might have been Johnny in fact, it was, I'm sure it was Johnny who took apart all these references you know what he's like Yeah. he was like yeah this doesn't show this here's one that shows the opposite here's, this doesn't show this here's one that shows the opposite and he's like, nah, like I've posted my references. No, right. but, he, but the thing is, like, he's got so many fucking followers now from, like, and he must be spending some serious money on Facebook ads and stuff. Yeah, there's a marketing machine behind him, I'm sure, because a bit like oh, Mr. Got, Mr. Wix, he's got an unlimited budget to build I it up. Don't think I've seen him, but is he the uh, PT who was like decent, definitely not natural, uh, and then went really, really fat, and then he's dieted down again? American. Yeah, American. I think I saw him at yeah. his fat stage when he was getting fat Pretty much. a couple of years ago. And he's like, oh, I'm yeah. doing it so I can I know how my clients feel. I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. And at the time, I think I was just getting into nutrition. Um, I thought, oh, that's a really cool idea. I'd never do it, but it's a really cool idea. Um, and then oh, I haven't seen the end, but I haven't been targeted with his stuff, thank God. So. Yeah, well, he's now just flogging keto as the best thing ever. Uh, about okay. saying how this is what, like, and he just, I think it was in the Pushball Leds group, actually, the other day, someone posted this, 
or was it that might be in the MNU lab actually I can't remember someone posted where he blended up some carbs and some fats and he was trying to say how they absorb differently and obviously that's what's causing weight gain I was just thinking fucking hell no wonder people haven't got an idea because the problem is he's in decent shape this, this bloke and obviously yeah. everyone's got to look at him and think man this is how he got there and like your original point is that's not how he got there yeah. like probably on drugs and he did not do keto for five years to get there because no one does keto for five years unless you're just a fucking moron because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest what's life without pizza and cake and burgers and burgers I mean oh. anyway yeah. we've gone off topic but um Cool. So original point I want to bring up then. So as I say, the question I get asked a lot is, am I lean enough to bulk? And I think this really much does stem from almost Tom's original question about just having this fear of getting fat while bulking. So a lot of people, and I'll be honest, I'm absolutely guilty myself of doing this. You kind of chase just a bit more leanness, a bit more leanness before you start. Because you're just, you're too, you're just thinking, oh, if I get a bit leaner, then I'll get less fat when I bulk because I yeah. kind of know you've got to put on some weight. I mean, certainly a lot of people do, not everybody. I guess a lot of people might think you don't have to put on weight to build muscle. but um, And obviously, I guess there are some scenarios where it does happen but or you don't have to put on weight. But I think a lot of people um, that do realise are then so scared, i.e. they do realise that they have to put on fat, they're so scared to to start bulking that they just, you know, it's just one more week of just getting lean, one more week of dieting, and all of a sudden you've lost half your year, year doing it. Yeah, you know what? That was... You two had that chat with me, didn't you? When I was like that, and it's hard to get out of it, right? And looking back, it's stupid. But when you're in it, you're like, no, no, it's fine. And I was going to go to, you know, I got to the weight I wanted to get to. Um, it was fairly comfortable. It wasn't like the final final finished product, but yeah, I was like, yeah, and I'm going to maintain, and I'm going to go again for another four kilos because I think I need to. And you're like, but you know, it's not it's not conducive to your end goal, um, and it's good. And at the time, I probably didn't want to listen to you two because I had my own. You know what it is. You've got your own bias. thoughts. You, yeah, of course. You try and let your bias. But you again, you're right. And now exactly doing exactly what I should be doing. So, you know, it's so one of the things. you didn't listen to your friends trying to coach you? Exactly my point. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know exactly that you know what you're talking about. And the advice was exactly what I needed. But at the time, I didn't want to hear it. So I just ignored you. Mm. Um, and to be fair, like I, I maintained for a while lost a bit more and then thought actually you know what they're right so you know I've wasted what it isn't a long time maybe a month but that's a month where I could have been gaining I I personally one day that you're wasting because I think two you know that settling period of a week weeks is is I think it's actually a big thing for a lot of people I think it helps because if not it goes back to Ed's original point that you see so much weight gain I'm going to use like highlight the word weight in that first couple of weeks when you go straight into a bulk certainly if you go directly from um, a large deficit into a large surplus like the your body does some funky shit and you know, like water retention all this sorts of stuff also I guess you know you, you feel good because you obviously you feel your muscles of glycogen all this sort of stuff but it does just hold a lot of water um, and I tend to find like your, your scale weight goes all over the place for that first week so that kind of settling period helps loads even as well as going from like the psychology of complete restriction and you know, like, you know, there's a lot of restriction involved when you're in such a severe deficit to, like, eat all the food. That just, you know, having that week of just settling in and not going crazy all the time, I think, like, physiologically and psychologically is a huge thing. So I wouldn't say it's wasted at all. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I maintained for a while and then tried to get lean again, which was probably probably wasted. Yeah, well, it's, well. It, I think kind of touching upon psychology and maybe it's a good kind of time to go into that, like, 
I know from being very, very, very lean to as soon as I started to put on weight, you're like, all right, oh, shit. all right. Show off. Show off, yeah. <laughs> um, no, like, you, you have this, Humble like, brag. <laughs> uh, Just shred it in over here. We can shred it. <laughs> um, it. It's like, it is a complete mindfuck. And this is going to be any level. Like, you know, I've kind of done it from, from one extreme, but it could be from any level. Of as soon as that weight visually starts to go on, and I've spoken to loads and loads of people about this, and it is a complete, complete, complete mindfuck. And you're like, oh my God, I'm getting fat. I've lost like all that hard work. Like, why can't I just maintain this? Um, for me, like every other, well, okay, 90% of white guys, like belly fat is the first to come on, last to go off. So I had these abs for like six weeks and I was like, oh my God, the best thing ever. And, and then they went and I was like, oh, where, where, where are you going please come back and like you want to be in a deficit again and you want to get them back because you've worked so hard to to, to get this kind of physique and that and, it, and this goes down to any any level of you know you've worked so hard to get something and the, the psychology of as soon as you start to put that little bit of weight on that is visibly noticeable in the mirror it is a complete head fuck um but you've well, got to deal with Ed, it you've got to deal with it do you remember do you remember m and you where you failed to book a room so you gate crash and use my shower yeah and then obviously we talked about, you know, psychology, you weren't feeling very lean. And I was like, dude, you are still incredibly shredded. Yeah. I think and again, I think that's that comparison, yeah. like from someone looking outside at you, it is, but in your head, you know, it's a real, like you said, mind fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that was kind of like, we spoke about it briefly last week, I think, didn't we, Brett? Um, mm. And yeah, it, it takes that, that kind of perspective of a, a third person to... Um, yeah, to tell you that, or to kind of put put things in reality, and um, I think especially from kind of one extreme, which I was at, and um, but I think, like I say, it's at any level, as soon as you visibly notice fat going on, the first thing you want to do is pull the plug. First thing you want to do is then get in a deficit again or maintain, and you you just got to push on. Um, the thing yeah. is, though, I think it's very important to touch upon the fact that you're not supposed to be in a thousand calorie surplus because you are just going to get fat, like diminishing returns and all that like yeah um but we'll kind of go yeah. into some more we, recommendations at the end i think yeah i mean just touch on that just because i think you're right i think um johnny it would have been here i'm sure to pull johnny study johnny studies out <laughs> um we could have a little a little feature called johnny studies corner or something he just goes through a nice study for the <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it, obviously i'm sure there's there's some studies that show something like a uh, three to six hundred calorie de- um surplus was anything more than that and there was just no additional muscle built so mm. kind of and i guess you're right we'll touch on it in a bit but you're right if not you're just gonna get super fat do the folk the fat bulk and just yeah it, it is pointless um, and like i've we were saying just before we went on 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 air we were talking to some sort of top top what well, they're bodybuilding and powerlifting coaches but they're some of the smartest well-read guys going um you know, going through PhDs and stuff like that, so they're, they're a bit more knowledgeable than what we are. And and I said to him, it's like, well, you know, you look at people who maybe have got a little bit fatter or um, those who have kind of not really bothered about what they look like in order to get strength and, and size goals, they always seem to be the biggest. It Like, is is it a case of you do need to get fat to, to get big? And they were like, well, no, because if your goal is then to sort of trim down, whether it's to an extreme of bodybuilding or whether it's just to trim down to just feel better in yourself, um, you've got to diet a whole lot more. So, um, 
you know. Yeah, you're just you're just making the, the end process more painful, aren't you? The, the idea of bulk is to put muscle mass to get it, take off the fat and then look bigger and better. Mm. If you put on, you know, Alan Mike Harrison, who, you know, at some point we should probably chat to, but speaking to him when he did his first show and then went into his dirty bulk where he gained like 27-odd kilos, something stupid like that, um, like just ate all the food, basically had no control. Um, you know, he, he's obviously put a lot of size on, but the process for him to get stage ready again was, I imagine, quite difficult because he had so much more to lose. Yeah, you just make it harder for yourself at the end. Um, yeah. I think that was probably shown by his level of water retention, mate. Like, what was it like seven kilos or something in like lost in a week because of yeah, edema. Yeah. When he shows you like the stress levels. Yes, which was mad. Um, and this time around, like you know, I chatted to him a while back. He seems to be a lot more structured. He's not focusing on weight. He's purely judging by looking in the mirror and stuff. Because um, I think for him, scales may be a bit of a problem, but. You know, he's looking a lot bigger. He's had a structured kind of approach this time. So when it comes to getting leaner next time, I think it'll be a lot easier. Mm. Um, but you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, although to be fair, those guys have referenced did say, you know, once once in your life, probably should do a dirty bulk just to, just to, so you've been there and understand. But I'm not sure I totally agree with that. Um, but I have done a dirty bulk and ended up fat. Yeah. I think, so, I think, yeah, I mean, I suppose we could maybe all touch on that, but my, my previous couple of times of trying to bulk have not ended well. They've ended very quickly because I literally have probably probably bulked for 20% of the time frame and 80% dieting um, when it probably should have been the other way around because I just got too fat in that 20% where I had to then do 80% dieting to undo it. So maybe that would be a good sort of little segue to go into how to, how to bulk without getting fat. Um, well, I thought maybe let's just start on the because we still probably haven't answered the question in terms of how lean you need to be to bulk. So, my my personal opinion is like I'm loath to put a number or or something on it, or loath to put really anything too specific. But personally, it's always a case of like, obviously, how comfortable are you to start bulking? And that's almost probably the, the more relevant question I think for me in terms of like if you're comfortable to start bulking. I know there's, there is, we've already touched on this element of fear of, of starting and, and people want to continue that, which, but I, I guess like you've got to really get to a point where you've got to accept actually now I am, I feel comfortable as I am before you can start bulking. Because I guess if you're not, then it might end up with all these problems. I don't know. I don't know, maybe I've just kind of, kind of brought it back around full circle back to being the fear again, but I don't know if you guys can add anything more to that. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I'm loath to put a number on it because Body, body fat percentage is such a stupid measurement. Um, you know, you can't really ever get it accurately unless you're dead and being cut up as a cadaver. But, you know, even DEXA, you can muck around with water and carbohydrate intake and stuff like that. So you can full DEXA scans, even though they are the gold standard. Um, calipers, again, is just people's inaccuracy. So if different people do it or the practitioner just does a little bit harder you yeah. know and, and most general pops don't have access to that stuff anyway so. exactly so body fat is a bit of a weird way to do it but like you know you see those images of different body fat percentages yeah like the, generally the 12 to 30 percent one is where in my head most people should start if like you know you just about have abs not necessarily always have them depends how far you've gone yeah um, but you're lean enough that you have some definition like it's a, a bit woolly but you don't want to be 
I think if you're lacking definition, you probably still need to get to a leaner place to start. Would be my my take on it. Yeah, no, I, I think I tend to agree. Um, certainly, some form of abs for uh, males, I think I would say is probably a good idea. Um, whether it's just a, a few outlines, not not maybe even a full set or anything like that. Because if you're a full set, you're probably pretty lean, um, unless you're just naturally very lean. But I think having some sort of definition is a good place to start because obviously we all know that there is a better nutrient partitioning ratio when you're slightly leaner. So you're a bit more sensitive to insulin. You, there's more likely that the nutrients you are taking in are going to go to muscle than they are to fat. So being a bit leaner is, is a good idea to work before you start bulking for most people. But it's just having that, giving someone that applicable kind of content to say, right, well, actually, am I there? And I think that's probably the, as bad as good as we're going to get to say, just have a bit of definition somewhere. I know, it, like Matt said, it's very woolly, but... Yeah, I, it, it's a very kind of tough one, isn't it? Because you don't know kind of... The problem is everybody's so different. So, you know, we're not talking directly to you. We're talking as a bit of a general broad thing, I suppose, um, if you're listening. And I think, you know, some people say, yeah, you've got to have abs before you can start doing that. Other people say just, you know, have some sort of muscle tone and muscle definition. Make sure you can see, like, the clear outlines of where your muscles are. Um which I think is very important because it puts things in perspective as well. So if you have no idea what muscle mass you have and your your goal is to gain muscle mass, then you you, you know you, you might think you're massive if you're but you're not, you've probably just got like a load of fat on. It's I think like Matt said at the start, you know, you'd sort of put it in perspective of how uh, much or sort of not as much muscle he thought he had when he was lean and you know we, we've all had this when we've come down to sort of our leanest points we've been at and thought oh right oh I thought I had a bit more than that um and it then kind of makes you work a bit harder in that kind of that bulking phase knowing that you've you need to put on more because you're not where you thought you were yeah I think I, I think the other point here is getting getting someone's view that isn't your own like if if you don't have a coach um getting a coach made <laughs> get a coach may be worthwhile. Um just to have an outside view of you know, are you ready to start? If you don't want to get a coach, kind of full one, whatever reason, then you know there's nutrition communities. There's plug evolve, which is uh, obviously Brett's nutrition community. Oh, thank or, you, mate. Or even nutrition made easier, which is a uh, very gem pop focused. Um but you can pop in there and you there's you know I think it's about 10 or 15 coaches across the two of them that are evidence-based or MMU, you know, people you can trust and they will happily give you a view. Um, you know, people that are happy to help. So yeah, that's, pretty, a good, that's a good shout, mate. It's a good plug actually, just because there are plenty of people that will help. Yeah. I mean, cause it's very hard for you to be objective about yourself. Like if you, you know, you, when you look in the mirror, you look at photos, you always have a different view than other people view you. So getting that outside counsel to, you know, say, yeah, you're, you're probably ready for a bulk or actually, you know what, you need to lean out a little bit more because yeah. it's probably beneficial long-term for you um, is a is generally a helpful thing to do. Um, and like I said, there's the whole wealth of resources out there on the internet. Just be careful who you ask. I think it depends on what forums and stuff you're looking at as well. Like if you jump in, if you're just like looking to look good naked, um and you jump into a bodybuilding forum, then you're going to get their their view. And um, I was talking to some sort of like guys who were like one guy was Mister um, Mister Universe, another guy's like came second in the men's physique Olympia last 
last year, and the other guy came fifth in the Olympia last year, but like big guy. Um, and I was asking them, I said, well, how far would you take things in in kind of like a bulking phase or an off season phase? And they were saying, oh, you should always be able to see your abs. And I was like, right, okay. Well, you seeing your abs because your abs are ten times thicker than mine. Like that's one thing. But then seeing most people like their abs whose aren't that thick, like that's a completely different thing. And I think it's definitely to, is down to your population that you're within. Um, because yeah, if, just, I'd, uh, if I'd taken that advice, like I would have never got anywhere in this bit of off season I'm in now because uh, my abs go so quickly. Uh, yeah, ke- ke- oh, actually, I think it's a really good point. Man. I just want to pick up on it and that. Like one of my really good buddies, and I hope he doesn't mind because he will listen to this, but I hope he doesn't mind me talking about it. One of my really good buddies is like shredded, like really shredded. Um, like so much that people literally, like he was on cable flies the other day and some guy came up to him in the gym, literally double taped, well treble, quadruple taped and like put him off his set because he was staring at him, right? And then he walked up to him and goes, and he, he, I don't know where he's from, but he's like Polish or something. There is no fat on you because he was just so striated doing his cable flies. Mm. But yeah, he doesn't hold like full chunky six block abs, even though he's literally got no fat in him. And he just, I think it like psychologically it does, doesn't help him because he just doesn't see how lean he is. I mean, it comes back to the point around like it's just someone said to you, oh, you need to see your abs before you can, you can bulk. I suppose actually he could take that and get, well, I need to, I need to, I need to keep shredding it. I need to keep dieting. <laughs> yeah. I just can't see my abs. And it's just like, well, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think when people come up to the gym and saying, look, mate, you have no fat on you. You're like, you literally look like you are a fucking roadmap because you're so vascular and you'd like, you see the striations everywhere. I think it's probably time to start really trying to put on some muscle mass. If obviously, cause I do know that is his end goal. His end goal is to get bigger rather than kind of anything else. So I, yeah, I, I think it's a good point like you know know your audience if you're you know and ladies who want to put on muscle mass um you, you know because that's primarily the population that me and johnny deal with is uh women because it tends to be the biggest market but i think for them the concept of bulking is pretty alien most women have dieted totally for, well they've dieted for their whole lives pretty much um and, you know, it's only when I start to get results. Um, got one lady I won't name because obviously it's all client data. But, you know, the end goal is to eventually go into a bulk, um, which for women, that that the connotation of that word alone, I think is quite a, a hard one to, to deal with. Like, you know, because it, it brings up in your head the connotations of bulky and stuff like that. When really, fat. I, fat, bulky, yeah. So... You know, maybe we should probably come up with a better name for that as an industry. And um, you know, Steve, but like, Steve Hall used the term massing a lot. Yeah, and I've kind of adopted that because I thought it just feels a little less negative connotations, I suppose. Although, but there are a lot of people don't really like uh, when I say massing to anyone like Gen Pop. Like, what the f- does that no, mean? I just call it. I tend to call it muscle gain phase. You know, yeah. This is your fat loss phase. We we'll get you down, and then we're going to put you through a muscle gain phase because you want to get to that. I think women. Uh, it's a generalization but these days tend to want to get to that tone look which isn't too big isn't too bulky bulky um but i think they the women they aspire to do hold muscle mass so they are going to have to go through a stage of gaining some muscle mass so when they lean down they look toned um so yeah we we kind of approach it as you know when we do get to that stage you know we'll happily you know get you down through this initial dietary period but at some point, if you want to look that way, we're going to have to take you through a muscle gain phase. 
um, which, you know, isn't going to be massively, you know, we're not talking about us guys that are longer term. I think, you know, Brett wants to step on stage at one point. Ed's shredded. But, you know, we're not talking about our kind of long, you know, I'm aiming for almost a year. What is it, a year? Eight months gaining this year. So it won't be as long as that, but there will be phases where we take you through slightly higher calories. You will gain some body fat. But, you know, we've brought you down enough that we'll only bring you up slightly, um, which will kind of go on to, I guess, rates of weight gain and stuff like that, which we'll talk about yeah. a bit so later. Nice. So where now? So I guess... Yeah, go for it. Next is to talk about the types of bulks that could potentially be that are out there. Maybe hopefully actually do what our podcast says and bust some of those myths. Um, and then we can maybe talk about what would be like an ideal bulk. Yeah, definitely. In an ideal blue sky situation. So you can tell I come from corporate world, kind of blue sky. Um, I'm going to head so, you if you say that again. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Through the Skype. Actually, you can do it, you can do it at the Burger Fest, mate. Yes, mate. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, so, actually, we should say if anyone's listening, and they want to go to that. They can go to that, and they'll, you know, thirteenth of August. Yeah. Meet sure. their idols. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I did. I did. I am Insta famous. You know, I got spotted yesterday. Officially spotted. Was that you walking along like this with your phone? Like, <laughs> no, I, I, didn't, I didn't, didn't grab anything yesterday. But someone did comment say, "Oh, I thought I saw an Insta celebrity yesterday," and I don't know who it is. I've never met the woman, so... Uh, Maybe we should just yeah. talk about somebody else since you just felt like your thread was the place <laughs> to put it. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Uh, uh, she saw clean there. eating Alice or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um, cool. Right. Types of bolts, then. So, Ed, do you want to when, when you hear or when you talk to people and you say, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to bulk. First thing, everybody asks you, oh, you're doing a clean bulk or a dirty bulk? Like, what even is that? Like, I suppose you could look at it in the food you're eating. So, quote, unquote, clean food. So, that would be eating kind of more single ingredient foods than anything else. Um, and then your dirty bulk, I suppose, is somebody who eats a lot of kind of fast food or junk food in you know what is perceived as that so maybe a lot of like burgers and pizzas and they're just not really caring too much about their health they're just more care about sort of getting the calories in um digging me out again well no 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 no. (laughs) um so i i think like it's kind of almost people are saying like you should do one or the other and it's a bit you know we always preach flexible dieting don't we so i suppose um but it comes down to a health thing. It comes down to how those foods are going to react with your body. If you just eat fast food and stuff, like probably not going to feel the best. Your skin's quality is not going to be great. Your micronutrition is not going to be great. Um, but if you just eat clean, boring foods, then are you even living? So, yeah, I think you know to that point, like the flexible approach. I don't even call it if it fits your macros because it's such a negative connotation now. But just associate with junk food, but yeah, flexible dieting. If you know when you're cutting, you don't want to take up too much of your diet with flexible foods, which are generally junk foods, because you've got such a small calorie portion that uses up such a big percentage of your foods that you you don't eat enough. Conversely, when you're bulking, I think that if you're too flexible, you can you can fit your whole day's meals into just junk food basically and feel satiated. But you should try and aim again for the same, you know split percentage wise of yeah, one of the better word clean foods but like you know wholesome lean foods the generally good stuff and then 20% 10% quote unquote junk 
Um, I think because think obviously on the, the percentage thing, when, when I'm coaching, for like certainly in dieting periods, um, well, actually, yeah, I suppose majority of people other than one is actually dieting phases anyway that the people I deal with, most people tend to want to lose weight rather than build muscle. But I've got one guy in a muscle building phase at the moment. But for I would give them all a range of, so it's a bit like flexible, flexible on being flexible, if that makes sense. So I'd give them even like the, you know, the 80-20 rule or sometimes 80-10-10, about 80% clean, 20% junk or whatever. Um, I would usually use it as a range anyway, sort of fit yeah. between 70 and 90, you know, that sort of range rather than saying it has to be 80 because obviously you, need, you can't always even just be like you've got an allocated amount of junk food you can eat. It's just that doesn't work. It just doesn't no. work in life. So I suppose in bulking, would you say, like I just touched on your point then, if you're, you'd give someone also a range maybe or because obviously I guess 80% of a large amount of calories is a lot of clean food to a lot of people and obviously you're then talking things like a lot of fibre, um, even just a lot of bulk of food to be honest. It'd yeah. Be quite to hit. So, yeah. I just, you, so I just want to touch on the point where you said uh, you, know, you still want to hit that percentage so I just wanted to clarify more a bit around that. Yeah, you've got a good point because I think, you know, I, I, I don't have any clients who are muscle gaining or muscle, anything like that so I don't actually haven't gone through that scenario but when I've you know, I've talked to other people who are going through that phase and they, you've got the opposite problem, as you allude to, totally correctly, where people try and bulk. They're very active people, so like warehouse people and stuff like that, walk a lot, blah, blah, blah. So to get them to even start gaining weight, you have to put their calories very, very high. Um, you know, there's even one guy I chatted to once who's on like 600 grams of carbs and still not gaining. And at that point, you need to put junk in because... You can't eat 600 grams of carbohydrates from broccoli. <laughs> exactly. So, and at that point, you know, you, you have flex on the range. I think it all depends on, you know, kind of your calorie allowance. Um, but the way I'd approach with clients is we, we'd say, or oh, I personally do this, is we start to look at their diary and say, you know, you can start to see when people are in too much to totally junk. Um, it is very a lot more flexible, that thing. But I think you, you do need to make sure you are getting – the good foods as well, not just the you know, having. Oh, I hate the connotations, but like junky food for all your meals because it's very easy to get up and have, you know, junky breakfast. I did it yesterday. I had a McDonald's breakfast. Guilty. Um, oh, yeah. Guilty. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's easy to get up and you know have junk all day. So yeah, I think your recommendation there, Brett, is actually probably a good one ranges um and i think it can flex right if you're going away for a weekend away with the lads or on a stag weekend then yeah i think there is room to have a bit more junk in that weekend because it's it's a nice late instant but yeah it's ranges one weekend isn't it yeah yeah i think your idea of ranges is not a not a bad shout um i think just kind of my point on that i suppose it depends on when I think a lot of people, like if you do go on as kind of a dirty bulk type thing, you have a much higher tendency to overeat um, with the flip of if you eat too clean, then you have the tendency to undereat, especially if you're not like solely tracking everything as well. Um, so if you're having, say, like two pizzas a day, that's 2,000 calories, and then you have some like, I don't know, oats and eggs for breakfast, that's another six 700 calories, That for a lot of people is quite a big surplus um you know not everybody needs to be eating ten thousand calories a day you are not all eddie hall you are not all 30 stone absolute man mountains like and i think if you're like i think if you're following people you 
you probably following a few bodybuilders if you're wanting to gain size, like just you know throwing out sort of um, stereotypes there. But if if you're into the gym and stuff, you probably do follow a few bodybuilders, and you're probably looking at them thinking, oh wow, he's eating six thousand calories a day, or about four thousand will probably put me in a surplus. And it's like, well, no, that's probably just going to make you really, really fat. Um, because realistically, most guys who are around about 80 kilos, who are weight training four or five times a day, relatively active throughout the day, you're probably going to be eating about three, three and a half thousand calories at an upper limit. And, you know, you're not going to be on four, four, uh, four five, six thousand calories. So, um, yeah. if you I want think that to- is an upper limit as well. I think, I think three, three and a half is probably a lot more than most people. Because if you think about a, a lot of people, you say fairly active, obviously you've got an active job, maybe. But if you're a sedentary job, you're probably a lot lower than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not to say in a bulking phase you're going to be full all the time either. Um, and I think when you start adding in more kind of junk food or whatever you want to like, I kind of don't really like the sort of solely terms like that, but um, when you do start adding in the more kind of high calorie or calorie dense foods more regularly, it's probably a good time to do that when you are struggling with food, when you are struggling to eat food. Because if you are in a surplus for a long period of time, your body does naturally start to say, right, well, hang on here, we're probably gaining a little bit of weight. So um, it makes you feel full all the time. You're a bit like, oh, I don't really want to eat anymore, especially after a while. Like I kind of, well, before I did my mini cut, I think I was walking for about six months. So it wasn't like eight weeks on, eight weeks off. Um, but you do get to that point sometimes where you're like, oh, bloody hell, I've got to eat again. Um, and yeah, I think yeah, that's to experience that. Ed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to experience that. I look forward to that day. Yeah, yeah, six months. That doesn't. Line, he's mate. lying. It's a myth. It doesn't happen. We've got to bust that myth. It happen. <laughs> It'll happen for some people. Um, yeah, and you are. That that's maybe when it's a good time to say, right, okay, well, I'm going to have cereal and a protein shake for this meal um, because I can't face it in like something a bit more kind of decent. Um, yeah, that, that's someone's dog, by the way. I'm sure, right? Just for the listeners, protein shakes. Yeah, <laughs> I was listening to something yesterday where a guy dieted on solely potatoes and protein shakes just because he didn't have the money yeah, to I, buy I, food. <laughs> I, I said that. I said that before, didn't I? I said, that was in. I was in the news a few months ago. Did a, did a year of only eating potatoes, and he it, it didn't actually end up deficient in anything. It's crazy. That sounds like it? the ideal diet to me. I <laughs> love potatoes. Yeah, but how many? Like you know, I know we've got Bubba Gump here. Obviously, he knows how to cook his chicken in different ways. But <laughs> how many different ways can you make potatoes? Like, do, you, do you really want to go there? Well, uh, no, maybe That's not. Another, another episode. Maybe we have a long mash and stick them in the podcast. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Right. Okay. Well, let's. Um, because we're obviously on for time a little bit. So, yeah, I guess the, the, the take-home point on that is, like, they're clean versus dirty. Like, both ways. Honestly, you Again, this is, I don't know why people keep doing this, keep showing animals. To the, to the oh, it's always while I talk as well. <laughs> clean versus dirty, I think a midway point. A moderate a point a moderate point of both is a good way to go, right? So I think I think to sum up what Ed said that just came to me when he was talking, which was you know balanced, like just try and balance it out and be moderate on both counts. I think is my take. Yeah, and I think when if you're struggling with appetite, have a bit more calorie dense foods, get some junk in there, but don't feel for a second because you're bulking that you're going to forever feel full. Because I think you're right, Ed. Actually, it's a really high, a good point to highlight because. I mean, certainly my experience now, I'm up to 3,000 calories a day. Um, and I would never say at any point I'm just walking around thinking that I'm full all the time because I'm not, even at that even at that many calories. So, 
yes, it's probably because I'm obviously eating a lot more hyperpalatable junk food than I would have done when I was dieting, but still, I still eat a lot of veggies. I mean, Dan Meat trolled me again the other day saying, you're bulking on fiber because I just had a massive plate of veggies. I said, I have to because otherwise I don't feel full still, even at 3,000 calories. So, yeah, I don't I, think... I think know, Dan Meat just likes trolling you full stop. He does, mate. He absolutely loves it. I've got an affinity with Dan. I like Dan. He like he hates me or, or, or yeah, he kind of hates me and loves me, I think, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I think we touched on the lean versus fat bulk a bit, but so, I mean, obviously you've got a lean bulk versus a folk. Um, I kind of mentioned the study already or studies already around kind of the, the six, 300 to 600 calorie surplus being kind of an ideal amount. Um, I guess that also warrants people knowing what their actual maintenance is in terms of how many calories, because I guess a lot of people listening might not even count calories. Um, but I think that the actual point I'd like to really drive home on that is like, don't think that you have to do what you said, Ed, the full Eddie Hall and go six, seven, eight thousand calories a day to, to bulk, because I think inevitably it's just going to end in a poorer outcome in the long term. Definitely. Yeah. Totally yeah. Agree. Yeah. yeah. I do think any, like even I think you could even go lower than that to most to most with you with um ever so slightly, you know, I looking at people like Chris Wilson when he talks about some of his clients, they're in ridiculously low calorie deficits, like one to sort of one to three hundred really. And they're not gaining much weight at all. They're probably gaining like point two point if that of a kilo a week. Really taking it slow. Um and they they look phenomenal. I mean that could be down to genetics, but um yeah, I think it is a bit of a sliding scale. Some people might need a bit more, and if you're so, is that your tummy, mate? You no, hungry? it's the dog. I'm trying to shut him up without having to let him out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm literally just giving you a tour of the house today. Like I've started in my room, come downstairs, <laughs> I'm going into the kitchen. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think it's a good point. I mean, I think it's too easy to go. Too many calories. Now I've got Siri talking. Oh, fuck's sake, sorry. I don't even know what to say. Fucking Siri, just shut up. Um, yeah, I think the 100, 100, 200 calorie for a lot of people is actually probably a good place to start. So just a very small surface. Certainly is just even to go with. Because obviously if you're not gaining weight from that or you, you don't feel like you're putting any kind of mass, then it's then easy to kind of put, add some more rather than having to backtrack and go the other way because you've gone, gone in too hard. Yeah. Totally agree yeah. again. Yeah. I, I said, I mean, I guess there is the alternative. I mean, that is, would you say actually, Matt, that that's almost like maybe the gain-taining phase then? Yeah. So I guess like, that, that might be what it is. You know, a gain-taining phase might be the 100-calorie surplus. Yeah. Like, I think gain-taining is you're very, very low surplus or you're in maintenance, slight, like some days, maybe some days a slight surplus. Um, and basically, you're maintaining your body weight, but you're slowly gaining muscle and losing fat. Um very very slow process but it, it is possible despite actually that's another myth that you can't gain tame um, there has been a lot of studies which we could probably have Johnny to reference them but we haven't so but yeah it's been you know you can gain tame but that, that process is very very slow but if you are I'd say if you're, you're fairly comfortable with how you look but you want to be a little bit bigger um, potentially that could work for you or if you're one of those people who freaks out when they bulk um no, that could be another good option for you as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, cool. Okay, so what do we see? 
an ideal bulk then? So I know we, we have probably, hopefully, given some applicable bits already, but so just does uh, Ed maybe just because you obviously haven't spoke for a second. Let's just take us through like the ideal gaining phase for a typical, the sort of kind of person we said though. So you've got lean enough where you can see some abs um, using that very generically. Um, they want to start gaining. Just take me take me through a quick phase of how you would maybe set up their diet. Um, if they are calorie counting, then I'd get them to find maintenance. So that might take a couple of weeks just to find exactly where they are. And then we know, right, okay, we can uh, be in a two, three, 400 calorie surplus. So looking at gaining sort of anywhere between about 0.2 to 0.5 of a kilo a week in weight. And I think this is where it becomes really important to really track your weight every day because not to be really conscious about what the weight, the scales say, but it's just so we can take averages for the week, really. Um, and look at right okay well this week we uh, overall you might have gone up and down a bit throughout the week but overall you have not you know overall maybe you've lost so we know right okay well you're actually in a deficit now so we need to increase the calories a little bit and it's a very slow and steady process for sure um yeah and if, if you're not counting calories and you're kind of doing it by feel then um you've got to be kind of quite conscious of the way you're looking and that you, your scale weight as well to see right okay in the mirror at the same time every day say in the morning you have a quick look at yourself right okay am i looking soft am i looking um a bit leaner or or, or what have you um and then also just going off your, your scale weight as well so like i said about um you know overall as an average for the week or two weeks have you gone up have you gone down and whether you should kind of you know eat a little bit more or eat a little bit less um yeah i think it's, it's easier to under eat if you're not tracking um for a lot of people definitely um yeah but uh, basically yeah just got to take things very 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 slow and steady um i think that long to well yeah okay that's that's probably I think people, you get two different types of people, don't you? Those who chronically overeat and those who chronically undereat. Um, so yeah, it depends on whether you're naturally quite skinny or whether you naturally gain fat quite easily. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 always a hard one though if you're not kind of um, paying attention to the variables and paying attention to the measurements. So if you're not paying attention to the scale weight, if you're not paying attention to the way you look, if you're not tracking calories, then all these things like it just become you're making it just slightly harder for yourself and slightly easier to under or overeat. Um, yeah. So. Anything to add to that? No, I think you summarise my views. I, th I think as someone who is naturally overeats, uh, you know, I'm on that side of it. But I do, I, I do understand you see by people. Um, girlfriend's little brother cannot gain weight for love nor money um, and we know we've had to really chuck in some junk like we alluded to earlier to try and get him to um, but yeah you, I get, you get those two types of people one that overeats one that doesn't I think in terms of you know rates of weight gain I tend to just look at percentages so I've got a magical spreadsheet obviously giving him banking but and look at kind of the averages they're gaining rather than just a set number because obviously it's flexible and body weight and obviously yeah, I deal yeah. with with ladies so it's um it's different there and for myself look at the percentages but yeah I think otherwise it's spot on I think so what sort of percentages would you look yeah, at then I tend to look at percentages sorry say I, again. I tend to look at no go on mate no. Is it... no, what, go on, what sort of percentages can... do you look at I was gonna say I, I tend to look at the Again, this is—I think this comes down to psychologically what someone can accept or what I think they can accept. But anywhere, sort of quarter to half percent body weight, 
And that yeah. generally probably works out between, to be honest, mate, not too far. What you said, three quarters to one half pounds, two pounds. Obviously, just general weights or, or the weights of people you tend to deal with, or usually works out around that anyway. But I think I just I give that range in because I think some people can't accept a one pound a week weight gain because obviously ten weeks ago in the ten ten pounds, some people just can't accept that. So sometimes you have to go a bit slower. Mm. So. That's kind of why you just kind of use a range depending upon how their mental attitude to weight gain is. Yeah, again, yeah, spot on with kind of where I sit on that. Um, it's just a bit of a range. You know, if you go slightly over, slightly under, I'm not too concerned as long as we're progressing. Um, but yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool. Um, feature. We haven't, yeah, got Paul to ask, we haven't got Paul to ask, get to know the coach a bit more again. So, uh, anyone got anything on the fly? Anything on the fly? Oh, shit. <laughs> Under the spotlight. <laughs> don't put me under pressure. <laughs> I don't think I have. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen anything ludicrous on the internet because I haven't really been on it this week as much. We've ranted about keto. I'll tell you what, like, You've both got a chance here to plug your shit. Plug something. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go Lifelong Lean Project. The Lifelong Lean Project is myself and Johnny. Johnny coming in with the science, me with the uh, something. And <laughs> spreadsheets. Basically, yeah, spreadsheets, yeah. It's basically a 10-week online program that we run. Um, we try and put people through it before they come to one-to-one -one coaching, actually. And it takes you through each week setting yourself up to it's aimed at fat loss set yourself up to diet basically so as you go through each week you learn a different thing so like week one setting up your diet week two is using my fitness pal some of the pitfalls you know those dodgy people that track cheese as tuna um avoiding that kind of stuff and there's various weeks like i have to deal with alcohol I have to deal with eating out and at the end there's like a summary which is you know you've got all these tools these are all the situations this is how you put it together and it's how you can move forward to eventually, you know, come off track in. Um, the idea being is you get you get leaner, you can maintain that for life without having to pay another coach or go to slimming clubs, etc., etc. And we've had some incredible results. So we we ran it for a, a kind of a free trial. We gave away the first six weeks for free to uh, I think it was six lucky people, um, and they all signed up for the full version, or they got a discount rate for the full version just on the next intake and they're all doing amazingly well, like smashing their weight loss targets. Um, so yeah, you can find that at lifelongleanproject.com. Really happy with how that's, that's going. That's my plug. Cool. Ed? Um, I think the, well, the, the thing I'm working on the most at the moment, obviously aside from my one-to-one -one coaching, is my uh, accountability group coaching. Um, so if you follow me at all on socials, you'll see that I do these four-week challenges every now and then. So get people in a group and kind of, I suppose, similar to what um, Matt does in the Lifelong Lean, kind of teach them a few sort of uh, lessons on how to make dieting easier, how to uh, sort of track your food and kind of be aware of calories. Uh, most people kind of get three, four, five kilos weight loss in that four weeks as well, which is pretty crazy. Um, and then... Uh, Basically, off the back of that, I've noticed that just everybody struggles with accountability. Uh, everybody knows somewhat of a sense how to eat healthier and stuff like that. Um, 
they just struggle with the accountability. So I uh, do what I call accountability coaching. Um, so for a really small fee each month, um, basically I have a, a group where I provide loads of information, loads of kind of uh, advice and tips and stuff like that. And basically just keep people on track with their goals. So um, it's, it's, it's coaching in a sense of um, keeping you on track and kind of giving you a kick up the arse when you need it, being there to sort of ask and answer questions. Um, but they're kind of like doing the dieting part themselves, so they're setting themselves their own targets and stuff like that. Um, but I just sort of, um, yeah, basically pe keep people on track and um, and there for people to answer to, basically. Uh, oh, yeah, so that's kind I, of. My I thing. think that's probably, yeah. No, to be honest, like I think both of you have obviously in terms of similar benefits um, in that they both pretty much provide accountability because so i guess matt your your lifelong lean should like you said give everyone the stuff they need to carry on without a coach but then obviously yeah. you offer one-to-one -one coaching because one of the biggest things that any like one of the biggest reasons why someone would hire a coach is accountability so i guess yeah. both of those touch really nicely on that and that actually that's just a like i say it to every client that i ever take on before i start just being open and transparent there is nothing almost that i can tell you that you can't find for free on the internet if you want to go look yeah. Um, however, what you won't get just by going on the internet is the accountability side. So it's such a huge thing and reason why people sign up to this sort of stuff because yeah. it just gets motivation and accountability. Well, we had we had one lady that signed up with us um, recently, and she uh, I hope she won't be saying this. She was a she came from body coach, gained a lot of weight on that program, had a nutritionist, gained weight. Um, and I just said to her, look, I'm just going to give you this in the group chatting to her. I said, look, I'm going to give you this for free. Just go away and do this. Um, but if you don't lose weight, then, you know, I don't know what's going on. You're overeating or whatever. <laughs> you obviously investigate, but I said, look, just go try this for a week. First week, lost two, three kilos. Um, so she's been paying a lot of money to various different people to do. Um, and then she's making great progress, like on her own. And then she went to sign up to one-to-one coach. And I was like, look, you know, cause I'm not here to take people money unnecessarily. I said, what, what is it you want from one-to-one -one coaching? Because you have the tools. I've given you all the information. You're making progress. So, again, for her, it was accountability. Um, you know, she now has a lot of the tools, not everything. Um, but as we go through, you know, she's now making even more progress and learning as she goes through. So, to your point, yeah, accountability is one of the main things, I think, for coaching. Which is exactly why I've got a coach and people are shocked when other coaches have coaches. Like, they find it weird, but... Um, especially my clients, like they'll say, well, why have you got a coach? And it's because they're only someone to be accountable to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. I guess before we go, though, is there a, is there a plug on Brett's side? Um, is, it, is it soon to be announced? Um, yeah, maybe. I've, I mean, I'm working on a few things, but nothing I can probably announce right now. I'll be honest, like one-to-one -one coaching, I just have hardly any availability at the moment. I've just got too much on. So uh, I'd love to be able to take on some new people, but... Remember, this is going to be sort of four weeks in the future, three, four weeks in the future. Yeah, oh, you know, I'm so after. I'm just, people are so after me, though, that I just I've got the <laughs> long waiting list. You know, <laughs> so in demand, so in demand. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. if, if if anyone wants to sign up with Brett and he's unavailable because he's too busy, we're always open. I, I yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Like obviously, I will. Maybe we should create a little triple N referral list. We can we can do a referral yeah. to because obviously there aren't many people. I mean, obviously there are a lot of people I would trust in in the in the space space. But obviously, I trust you guys with anybody. Because um, I know how knowledgeable and how great you guys all are, so like there would be no one um, that I'd worry about referring to. So yeah, definitely, definitely cool. Um, 
hopefully with some applicable knowledge then guys for listening um hopefully we've touched on some of the psychology and the uh, physiological stuff as well because obviously they both matter a lot in all aspects of dieting really um shredding or getting jacked so uh thank you guys thank you you too thank no you. worries and are we we're we gonna get ed to you know push that button button is being pushed see you hey. all next week see you all next week <laughs> bye Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.